Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode oh, 239. You're going to want to watch that beer when you open it, because I've had two of these Sapporos that didn't explode everywhere out of this entire case. So I like, will have get it, my like, mouth ready, then. Have your mouth ready when you open this. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. I'm Eric Berger, joined, <laughs> as always, by my co-host, Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hi. Sorry. I just I wanted to make sure you didn't ruin your, like, I appreciate you own. Um, the you warning. You definitely did that on purpose. Nope. I was just too excited. Everything it... is fine. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So we are drinking Sapporo, provided by Ryan this week. Ooh, I got close. Everything is fine. Barely. I, I have, like, it was mostly head, but, like, if you open it and then, like, wait a second, then you're okay, but if you just open it normally, it's, it's just a geyser. I have never had a 12-ounce Sapporo, so I've had many tap ones. Uh, the 22-and-a-half-ounce bottle and can, I've done those for sure at Benihana, but this is a new one for me, so. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was like, kind of a cheapish 12-pack that I got for the land party. Oh, yeah, I had to push that to February because... The land party, I guess. The WAN party was great. Actually, yeah, everyone yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was that. a really good idea. I like um, but yeah, like Corey got. It turns out he has mono. Oh no! <sighs> Is it from the moldy it's, water no, bottle? It's from no, it's probably from. He's got a girlfriend now. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend now. Of course, <laughs> he gets he gets a girlfriend finally, and then he gets mono immediately. I made the joke about the kissing disease. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's what they call mono, dude. That's a kissing disease. That's why uh, most people get in brewed canned by Sapporo in Ontario. Yep. N1L. Okay, Canada, fix your area codes. N1L0H7. How yeah. do you remember that shit? You don't. It's uh. especially annoying when uh, at work it will just say blank, blank Canada in the essentials box. And then I have to look up what the area code is and then what town they live in because of the area code. Jenny, your phone's kind of messing with the microphone oh, there. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, one more thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, we everyone's, about Patreon. everyone's brain is messed up. It's yeah. not just us. Hi, everybody. You, um, you have COVID brain, and I'm I just do. I, I rely on you for doing all the heavy lifting for this podcast. And that's totally fine. <laughs> I have no problem doing it. Um, Patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. That's the one I was looking for. There we go. If you head over to this website on your internet tablet or your computer, if you have one or are not a boomer, you can look at these two fabulous open-ended levels of support that start at $1.50 a month to help us here on Carbitrage buy beer so we can continue to make a fun show for you to listen to. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. Yay. All right. And I think probably me first this week. It is. Yes. So, Mark finally got his plaid. We knew about that. Yeah. yeah. What we didn't know, there's actually a few things. He was trying to get winter tires for it because Tesla didn't want to let him take delivery of it on summer tires, which is actually kind of cool. Makes That's sense. really smart Because it's of the him. middle of the winter and this yeah. is a 1,050 horsepower car. Uh, he just told them, like, I've I'm never going been straight. in a 1,000 horsepower vehicle. I think we need to take We'll him do that in yeah, the spring. We're, we're going to yeah. have to do that in the spring because yeah. the highest I've ever been is in 790. So. Yeah, Mark's old car had 787 or something, and that car already made you ill if you launched it twice in a row. So Very the plaid good. is my car added to his old one. Very good. <clears throat> I like that quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I get, like he was ordering winter tires, but you cannot get a set of four 
19 inch winter tires for this car right now because there was a huge shortage yeah. and the factories didn't run at the correct capacity in 2021 mm -hmm. and that's still kind of trickling out for the remainder of the season for winter this year get some what seasons? he had to do <laughs> was buy buzz. mismatched oh, winter no. tires oh, no. so he's got different tires in the front rear axle which is fine an electric car but like they have oh. obviously different behavior so not ideal mark's just like whatever i'll just burn the rear ones off in the spring and i'll get new winter tires i'm like yeah, that's fair. So my dad bought Mark's old P90D. Loves it. Um, good. The reason why that's I bring good, this up. That is a very good car for your dad. It is, because he has a one-mile commute. Yes. It's oh, a perfect yeah. vehicle. Yeah. There has been a company, and this actually is in production. <sighs> Unlike the bumper to fix the snaz on the M3, there is a company that will make a real steering wheel for I you. Like, all right, so this is my thing. I like the yoke, but the thing is, is you can... hate the freaking yoke. On one thing, is it a manually adjustable steering column? Or do, is it power? power adjust. Oh, never mind. I hate it. I say if it's manually adjustable, you leave it off so it's telescopic. <laughs> so it actually feels like an airplane. <laughs> Decelerating. Uh, Push it forward. No. Backwards. And it's not like it's a, a um, an adaptive progressive rack where like if you're in a parking lot, you turn it this much in a 90 degrees and you're at full lock. No, it's you have to hand over hand with no Ew. top rim. The, all right. So this is the thing. All yeah. right. It's One a second. terrible goddamn idea. No. One second. Hang on here. Stop. Stop They're the presses. They're literally reinventing I'm, the wheel. I'm more yeah. of I'm more of a fan of this now, knowing that, because yeah. you have to understand. Wow. I love the Countach because it's bad. This is a Countachy sort of thing. I feel like when cars are very good, they need something like this, which is objectively terrible. Not the steering wheel. No, that's fine. It's dangerous. If you're right, it is. It's awful. It's a terrible, dangerous the thing. People who... The world doesn't have enough terrible, dangerous things in it yet. Combine that with the newest software update that gets rid of your heated seat buttons. You have to tap into a menu. Fucking great. Like, yes. <laughs> Added distraction. Because how, mu how much money does this car cost? Uh, they started like $125,000. You are spending $125,000 to be uncomfortable Every day of your life, I'm here for that. That is great. It's I just will, like a Countach. I will agree with you that cars that are flawed or are bad are better than cars yes, that are good this or makes, not flawed. This, it, like, you should have to do this if you're buying a $125,000 Model S. Yeah. If you're getting a Plaid, you should absolutely have to buy a real steering wheel separately. The yoke comes on every S and X now. Base yeah. model. That's even worse. Yeah. That's horrible. I like that Elon Musk no, is punishing yeah. people for being like his little nutswingers. Um, no, I gotta, cause like, no, it's I'm bad. short, it, it's... I can't drive with my knee, so I always have my the... hand resting on the bottom. Oh, okay. I, was, I think the bottom part is the, normal -ish. The bottom, no, it, it's a C-shape, honey. So it's just the top is missing. Well, then I also use the, I... Yeah. It's not good. I mean, you hand over hand in a parking lot. I did this to a parts car at RBMWs once, and I drove it around the parking lot. I'm like, this is really, really dangerous. Like, I did not go out on the street with the parts I'm okay with car. dangerous things in cars. We don't have nearly enough dangerous things in cars. People are far too complacent. <clears throat> I mean, it is hard to die in a car. It's really hard to, get, to kill yourself in a car. Like, if you drive the Buick versus, like, a normal car. Well, it's easy to die in the Buick. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is like, the Buick is, like, that's how a car should be. Like, you have seatbelts, which will keep you from dying, mm -hmm. and that is it. I don't think we should even have a seatbelt law. Just let no. the people that are too yeah, dumb to wear them. I think that's a great idea. You should not be mandated to have to wear a seatbelt. You should be able to option fact, a car without them. It should turn off your airbags if you don't put it on. Perfect. Oh. Actually, yeah, that would actually make sense. So. Um, <laughs> better parts cars for us. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. My... And dead idiots. Well, well, not only that, actually, an airbag sans seatbelts is worse. Because 
it, the yeah. seat that they're designed to work together. So if you don't have your seatbelt on, your earbag goes off. That's just gonna launch you, whatever. And since you don't have a seatbelt, you could be like forty-five mm-hmm. degrees over. Oh yeah. And then have like a mega broken back when you're done. I mean, let's be honest. You're gonna be reclined at a seventy-five degree angle in your driver's seat already, anyway. Yeah, in your in your Altima going one hundred and fifty <laughs> miles an hour down a side road. Yeah. So my friend, like ironically, this happened this weekend. But my friend was doing a ride along with an EMT that was helping out. Um, a police department mm-hmm. and um <laughs> they like responded to a car accident and crash. somehow yeah well there's no such thing as a car accident it's always it was, a crash it was very much a crash because a person accidentally didn't stop at a stop sign were they driving an ultima um i don't know <laughs> that sounds like some ultima behavior <laughs> i don't think i can release details but um uh they <clears throat> couldn't find tire tracks and it was in a tree that that was an ultima guaranteed and the person stumbled out in flip-flops so this is an ultima you don't even have to tell me what car it is guaranteed i will put all of my money on this being an ultima but yes how did you get from that side road down there up to this embutment with no tire tracks into my third floor exactly ultima ultima powers and when they're like getting the person situated it like triggered a missing persons report because when somebody called in the accident this they just saw ultima. a car flying and so they immediately reported the person missing because they're like I tell you, this is an Ultima, guaranteed. It's a guaranteed Ultima situation. This is big Ultima energy. Like, <laughs> but it was just like, it was like, oh my god. Like, how does any of this happen? What a dystopian place we currently live. Yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> um, I was like, this is keeping me entertained on a Friday night. Speaking of, of, of Oh this, my god. I, I feel like once I get back into doing stuff on Unreal, when I'm not like stressed out, I should make like a um, what was that uh, uh, metal mayhem or whatever? That, oh, uh, twisted metal. Twisted metal. I should make a twisted metal style game. I call it Ultima Online. It's just I a bet bunch you of could just mod all... Wreckfest. No, I say no, no. Like make my own game where it's like twisted metal. I think it's, I think it's all on Steam. Um, I call it Ultima Online. A L T I M. I get a cease and desist from Nissan. <laughs> and and probably a, Enterprise. It's just to be a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a bunch of Ultimas, just like no weapons. They're all bumping like load in the world from Forza Horizon. Yeah, it's just like yeah, there's no weapons. Don't take any of the glitches out of the game. No, not not even the world from that. Like you can actually get like models of cities uh, from just terrain data on like Google Earth. Photogrammetry is amazing. It just like have like a bad neighborhood in Minneapolis. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just Ultima's driving around and then like have like the all the music. In front of Lowry Tunnel. Yeah. And they have just like a bunch of Ultimas and like the entire soundtrack is like trap music with like the bass turned off. So it's it sounds super like distorted. So it sounds like you're just listening to it in an Ultima stereo. And and all the Ultimas are missing like bumpers and stuff. And, and just wheel yeah. covers. Oh my god, it'd be great. Yeah, and, yeah, and the, the whole point of the windows. game is you just crash into other Ultimas. <laughs> And then the winners of Surviving Ultima would be amazing. It'd be, a, it'd be a twisted metal of Ultimas. Is there? Can we have a winter season in the game? No, it's just going to be in winter. It's like done. Like, it's not going to be a summer. It, it's just going to take place in like Minneapolis in like February. It's going to be a bunch of Ultimas like crashing into each other like 150 miles an hour max speed with a 2.5 liter four-cylinder. 
It's to be amazing. It's to be a great game. I would play this. This sounds like a great game. I would absolutely play this. I just designed this in my head, and I'm, like, here for it. Um, (laughs) We're going to have to call Nissan, see if we can get permission to license. We got a patent lawyer. Yes, we do, yeah. So, yeah, and then we'll have have Scott, like, make sure we don't get sued. (laughs) This will just be a trade secret. Yes. Um, So, anyway, speaking of dystopia, um, I want to talk about how incredibly unaffordable Volvo 245s are about to get. Are those those Bertone two-door things? No, that's a Volvo 240 wagon. It's a fun fact with Volvo 240s, oh, the 245 okay. means the number of doors. Finals. I um, really love Volvos. I know. I think you should get one right now. Yeah. Um, I love this picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like a Dino, a GTO convertible, a Pagoda, a 968, an FB RX-7, an old Land Cruiser. Super valuable. That's not a cars. Land Cruiser, actually. That what is, is it? Is it a, a Defender? It, there's a Defender, and there's also a Suzuki Samurai. Oh, I see that way in the background, yeah. Um, and what we are describing here is actually the Haggerty 2022 bull market list, um, which is from your magazine that you got. That's how I read about it when I was pooing the other day. Um, yeah, I have Haggerty insurance, <laughs> so I get magazines and, uh, leave it running when you go to the, yeah, it's Ultima. It's <laughs> the big Ultima. Ultima. <laughs> the Ultima is like in the game, like in the car. This is like a mild kid, not in, like, pick like, up uh, your baby mama's diapers. It, it's going to be like a three year old, like not in a car seat, just like walking around the back seat of your Ultima. Like, well, yeah. There needs to be achievements though. Seats, but it's broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what it is? Like, <laughs> it's not buckled in. You have one car, but like as you play the game, you, prog- over it. Yeah. you progress to get like cosmetic upgrades. That are like child walking around in back of car and like a black unpainted a set bumper. Of three 18 inch wheels from Craigslist. Yeah, and like a black unpainted bumper and like one eBay taillight. Like just like stuff like that. Be perfect. I really want to play this now. Yeah. Um, Sorry. But back to the Haggerty Bull Market list. On their list, so there's a lot of cool cars that you'd expect to be on the Bull Market list. And then they really just need to. Hate when they do this. They blew up a car's spot that did not need its spot blown up because the whole point of the car is that the car's cheap, and it, that would be the Volvo 245. And I hate that now, like the words getting out to like collectors and stuff, the Volvo 240s are good. Mm-hmm. Of course they are, because the heavy bull market list always just creates a bunch like a shitload of specu- speculation. Well, they just heard me say, oh. um... Oh, Taylor Finger, I really like your car. And Hagerty goes, mm, Gianna likes it. Put it on the list. But yep. if you look at the uh, people that are employed by Hagerty, you'll find that there's one of every one of these. Yeah. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Come to think of it, honey. Um, Hagerty is spying on me through my Google Pixel. It, at, at work, we have an ongoing joke that Gianna's like, taste in cars is a precursor to... Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, and, and this is another example of that, is you were into Volvo 240s. Yeah. Last year, and now this year, it's on the Haggerty bull market list. So, Jana, what? So, what is what is me. what is on the Haggerty twenty twenty three bull market list? Carbitrage exclusive. I don't know if I want to give this out for free. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Give us one, one, one hot take of something that you take, want quite bad. I really bad. have been trying to distance myself from reality lately, but yeah, but I mean that's fine because we don't. We uh, so my sister take. is trying to get rid of her Santa. I don't no, no, she's got she's got a Optima. A Kia Optima, right? Okay. Um, and the reason why she got it was because it was between the Optima and a small Scion, and then her ex at the time crumpled a Buick, um, or got crumpled into a Buick, and so my parents kind of panicked and was like, "Get the bigger car," and she got the bigger car, um, despite it uh, 
be belonging worse. to someone who lives in Mexico, so it wasn't driven for two years. Um, so she ended up having to put like Perfect. thousands of dollars into it right away, and it's still like atrophy. Yeah, um, and she's still having right? some problems with it because she drives frequently enough. But because it wasn't driven before, it's not getting driven enough. You sure, know? yeah. Um, so cars she, do not like that. And the fact that it's as big as my van, but with little space interior-wise. What are we thinking um, of? So I've Play been trying on. to like help her figure out what she wants. And um, we both agreed on the Toyota Corolla um, hatchbacks. The new ones? Or, yeah. Okay. So, like, collector, so that's though. like a new one. Um, collector... Uh, I'm all about the curl hatch for new Yeah, days. so like curl hatch. That, that will be on like the 2040 yeah. Bull market yeah. list. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like an old car that I've been liking, I. I know you like Echoes. Mm, but I like prefer the Matrix, you know? You um, think the Matrix would be on there? I don't know if it's old enough. A no, Matrix XRS? I really. At some point, yeah. I like the Corolla XRS, too. Like, that car. Any Toyota XRS. Any 2ZZ non-Elise yeah. <laughs> vehicle. Yeah. I, I've been looking at, like, older car, But I have been looking at hearses. There you go. I um, think that, that would be your one. And specifically, like, the early to mid-90s ones. And those are actually going up in value. I believe that. B-body hearses. B-bodies, um, yeah. Yeah, B-bodies. What about so front-wheel drive Celicas? I think, I think B-bodies, actually, that pick right there is a B-body. Oh, I think B-body, anything. Like, have you seen what's going on with the wagons and even the sedans? Oh, yeah. Dude, no, nobody even slabs B-bodies anymore. You can't. They're too expensive to slab. And, like, even, like, don't, people are buying them to, like, maintain. It's weird. It's a weird, horrible universe that we live in. Where donks... Yeah, they've got their crappy uh, donk, like just the old, horrible car that's been butchered, and then they've got like a really mint stock Impala no, SS in the garage. for real. Not even that. Like, <clears throat> it, it, we're talking like specifically a 93 Caprice, because 93 was a one year where they had it as a Caprice with full wheel arches without the skirted wheels. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. they did one year as the Caprice, and then went to Impala after that. It was just the SS. <laughs> but I um, actually, you're right about the B bodies because yeah, they're going bananas for B bodies. Like that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. and then um, like the Suzuki versions of uh, a Land Rover. Oh, like a Vitara. Yeah, Suzuki like, Vitara. Yeah. Like just small '90s SUV trucks, Two, which yes, have yeah. been. Already kind of coming back anyway. A first-gen Rav Four. If yeah. that pumps up my Viacross, I'm gonna be mad. Oh yeah, no, you need to get one now. Well, if I found one for like four and a half grand that wasn't a complete pile of crap, I'd probably buy one. Yeah, but, but I love the Viacross. Really I hated them so much when they came out, and I'm like, this is the best. Thing I ever. always love them. It's got a Momo steering wheel and Recaro seats. You made like, fun of me so much in high thing. school for it liking was a that. Terrible, it was a great vehicle. Still is a terrible vehicle, but I still want one. Yeah, well, I, I think the thing is, I've always enjoyed a dumb car, and you're re you've like, it's been a recent development for you that you appreciate a dumb car. This is why our car fleets look <laughs> yes. the way they do. Yeah. Everything I own runs, except for the O2. Yeah, um, and all of mine are just dumb cars. I can't find parts for them. But they're really cool. They're dumb. Like, I don't, I don't, I actually don't it's want, true, but I, I don't want to drive it. Like, I do want to drive my car. All That's of my cars. Like, the only cars that I personally own that I actually want to drive are my Fiat and my 
Crescent. Those are the only two vehicles I enjoy driving. Everything else is awful. And then Jana owns a Buick, so I can't technically say that. Yeah. So. Um, but, like, I think... Oops, sorry. I haven't been considering, like, a specific make and model of, like, cars. Like, obviously, I love Toyota and Volvo, but, like, I've been wanting particular quote-unquote builds from cars as opposed to like a specific vehicle and what I'm seeing is a lot of the cars being sold that I would want they're restored but by restored they mean that they put in like sport eco eco sport seats modified and and refurbished is the term that I use at work because everybody tries to say oh I restored this truck with like Eight like eight like bins of bond. So I think the it's like trend kind of restoration that's modifying yeah. in the next year isn't going to be a specific vehicle that I've been like oh I want that. It's going to be cars with that have been driven by a single family. Okay. Up until you know the matriarch or patriarch of the family has now passed and like they don't really have anybody who has the money to maintain the vehicle or know what to do with it. I think that's what's going to go up in value. It's going to be original ownership and original not ownership, unmodified. Unmodified, and they're not going to be in a hundred percent condition they're because be you want the loved-in feel. Yeah, you want you want a you driver want, car. Yeah. So unmodified, like known ownership. That's yeah. sh- you should say known ownership, unmodified well driver quality cars. vehicles. I think that's a really good take. Because if you look at this Haggerty bull market list, we'll go through it right now. Because that's like what I was looking for when I wanted the Buick. I didn't want something super pretty that I was going to like want to keep in my garage all year. I want a car that I'm going to take out and I'm going to be like, oh, it got another scratch. Whoops. That's okay. I do like buying cars that have damage. Yeah, things like you can just drive it a little bit. You can enjoy it. Like. you know, do I have to park at the back of the parking lot? No, I do not. No, I exactly. can just park it where I feel like, like it. Because, like, as mm-hmm. much as, like, having those cars that are, like, show quality, that's fun, but I don't... Is it? It's fun. Everything I own that's nice it's fun sucks Well, it's, it's fun. Well, it's fun in concept. In concept, because you're getting, you know, the attention you want I, from having so, a vehicle like that. I don't but like But I, like, especially over the this years long pandemic now i don't want to be doing things for other people i want to be doing things for myself and yep. that is i want a car yep. that i feel comfortable in and i'm not going to feel comfortable in a clean pretty shiny car i want a well-loved car so let's go through this Haggerty list right now because sure. you're actually right about that honey because all their cars are cars that are best in driver condition so uh first th- i guess number 10 on their list would be a 1969 through 74 Ferrari 246 Dino. Bet my boss is sad he sold his to Carini like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, probably because that was not at the peak of their, their value. They've actually gone up a lot uh, in the last couple of years, and that's why they're on here. Um, but yeah, uh, they said the lows are like not inexpensive, and finding a good one is difficult. But like the whole point of it, if you go into the article, they say you don't want the number one, you want the number two value because mm-hmm. it's excellent but not perfect and you can still take it to a car show win at the car show and then drive it home and be fine mm-hmm. like you're not driving something that's unaffordable and undrivable that you feel bad about using um number two is a weirdo actually on this list uh the 66 67 gto is nah. it specifically a convertible or no no it's specifically okay. a gto because that's right. me a theropolis not a tempest 
No, no, not no, no, no. It's not the Mustang, but it's very. It's the same. No, it's not. But it's. It's the same year and um, like modelish to the Mustang that um, Anne Hathaway drove in the Princess Diaries. It's it's peak muscle car that you can get, and it for, for some reason these haven't gone bananas yet. Huh. It's a, it's the last cheap real quote unquote muscle car. <laughs> uh, it's also the cheapest car that I'm not interested in at all. Yeah, I don't want one of these. No, I I love '60s American cars. I hate muscle cars. Muscle cars, like it between 1964 and 1966, my interest in American vehicles fell off with just a, an Olympic ski jump, just went right into the ground. Uh, it was amazing. I've never seen anything like that. It's it's like watching Enron stock value after they declared bankruptcy. I'm trying to think of the oldest American car I care at all about. I think it's the Typhoon. Oh, see, this is the thing is, I do care a lot about old American cars. I know you do. I'm looking at that bell. <laughs> As am I. But didn't have it last week. My interest in American cars stops in the muscle car era and starts back up with like Fox bodies and Geos. Like it's just I like. Say that's more than a three-year stop. Then no, it's not. It's it's a there's like a twenty-five-year gap in me, my interest in muscle cars at all because I don't care about muscle cars. I I could not care any less about muscle cars. I do like some American cars from the seventies, but they're all captive imports. And so, but anyway, back on topic of the GTO. The whole point of this is like this is the last like affordable muscle car. So like if a millennial for some reason wanted a muscle car, I don't know why it would. If a millennial could... wanted one of these, you literally just go get a Tempest. Or there's a third mm-hmm. model that was just like a different trim of the same car. Or it was a four-door instead of a two-door. Catalina. Catalina, yeah. Just go get one of those. Because, like, you can get a really nice condition one of those for literally nothing. Exactly. And I, or uh, Le Mans is another mm. one. Is the Catalina, the Tempest, the Le Mans, and the GTO are all that. And Could you get Bonneville that weird half V8 in any of those? <laughs> yeah, actually. The, the Tempest. Because it was a, the Pontiac Trophy 4 was in the Tempest. Another company I found out that did that same thing, Lotus. Oh, and uh, also... Um, International. Really? Yeah. In their Scout, in their scout stuff? Yeah. Really? I didn't know they did a four-cylinder. That was, a, that was a whole thing. It was a half V8, apparently. It was a whole genre of engine. I was <laughs> looking at a... Uh, it wasn't an Esprit. It was the, the coupe version of that. The Elite, I think. Yes. Um, They opened the hood. And I'm like, why the hell is this thing canned over so far? Like, there was plenty of room between the hood... And they had mentioned, and I looked, and, like, the starter was in, like, just a stupid spot, and, like, the oil filter was on the side. I'm like, oh, like, oh, yeah, it was originally designed to be made into a V8 at some point, and then it never happened. Weird. Yeah, so Lotus's 2.3 in-house four-cylinder was always supposed to be a V8. It just never happened. And they did a V8, but it wasn't based off of that. I think, (laughs) the other thing is, like, so I I get, all right, okay, cool. Somebody really wants a GTO. Mm -hmm. I don't at all. However, I do like the front end. I love the grill and the headlights. Yeah. Those are and, and the can, bumper. And you can get but that that's not with GTO specific. You, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not the GTO no. specific part. Is the uh, piece of plastic right here? Yeah. And the hood scoop. Fine. Which uh, you, the hood scoop makes it ugly. Yeah, you don't want that. What you really want is you 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 want a Le Mans or a Tempest. And then you can actually still get all the cool engine options. Oh, yeah. You can still get a big block and a four-speed and all that. See, what they went wrong with the scoop is everything else is so influenced by Art Deco, and then they went square. This is why I really hate muscle cars. Like, I really, really, really dislike muscle cars. Because they have, like, these nice, feminine, round... (laughs) Like, they're, they're, like, 
flirting with a square, right? And then yeah. the, the little hood scoop is, I'm a square. Yeah, no, it's just like, weird. It, it's just tacked on. I hate it. And you're, you're totally right about that. And, um, yeah, and that's why I'd say, like, if you really wanted, like, a 60s Pontiac, and plus you can get, like, like a 65 Grand Prix is objectively a cooler-looking car than this. And you can get, like, co- really cool shit. Like, you can get, like, triple carburetors on that and everything. You don't even need the big block. You can just get, like, there's so many weird engine combinations with these. Well, and there's so many six-cylinder cars that have been converted already to, mm-hmm. like, correct big block powertrain. So like, yeah. if you do want that, like, you don't have to pay for it. They also had an overhead inline six <clears throat> in this era, which yep. is very cool. Overhead cam inline six. I figured that's what um, you Yeah. <laughs> but um, they, like, there's just so many cool things. And, like, what I do like about this is I don't want the big block, the super expensive one. I want the <laughs> dumbest combination. Give me a trophy four with a three-speed column shift and pause attraction. That's the one I want. That This is a weird combination of track. And then, like, put it in a convertible. Like, just make it even, make it so, as dumb as possible. So there's this trend in clothing where, you know, people assume people in the past were smaller because most of the surviving garments were just too small for average people to wear. So that's what why they survived is because they were too small to alter and all this. Yeah. Is that what's going to happen with cars where, like, is the weirdo shit just not going to exist because everybody tries to make it fit in with what was popular? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why you can't find a Trophy 4 anymore because everybody took the Trophy 4s out and just, like, junked them and put in a small block Chevy. That's why the small block Chevy is called a belly button to hot rodders. And that's why I have absolutely zero interest. In the, as soon as I see a small block Chevy in a car, my interest stops. Like, absolutely just tanks and like there's some weirdo like ls vortex engines that i'm very interested in but the vast majority i don't care about and because like it's that was the thing it's like you had so many cool engines in this era where it's like i don't blame people like you eric not caring about cars like this because yeah i don't i i see why you wouldn't care i just happened to have like like found out recently about all the weird cool shit that they Mm -hmm. did that boomers got rid of is well, my main issue is, like, I could get a BMW E10 in the same year that this was made, and, yeah. like, there's no alternative exactly. reality where I would prefer that. No, and you're, you're absolutely correct, and that's, that's what I say, like, like, boomers just boomered all over it. It was, like, when you would take out, Yuck. it was the same generation that covered up wood floors with carpets, and yep. they took the Trophy 4s out and put in V8s, where it's like, okay, cool, it's better, but it's also, like, worse than the E10 BMW. It in is. every way. Yes, it's probably it, even slower with a bigger engine. Yes, it's just it's a much worse vehicle. So don't try to make it better. Enjoy what you have. Take your trophy forward. Just show off your weird, yeah, stupid give engine. Give us a like, really terrible sounding, probably engine. Exactly. I'm sure it sounds really hilarious because I'm confident it still has the same firing order. Oh yeah, it probably just sounds same distributor. It sounds like a Subaru, guaranteed. <laughs> like, no question. <laughs> but so I was saying got... that the 04 plus GTO might also be a bull call. That's potentially that, that true. That would be a good one. Yeah, a lot of those got taken apart for their LS. That's swaps. very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, there's just so many cool things in this era. I think like, really a, a a hot car to get. I think a really good decision. It might not even be worth money, but something that you'll be happy with is '60s American cars that aren't muscle cars, mm-hmm. where you get like your weird Mercury Monterey or some weird crap like that. Yeah. Um, or 
Buick Nailhead. Scott was also <laughs> mentioning that Napoleon was average height, and I, I want to do a little fun history fact is he was average height, but because people disliked him so much, they just told everyone he was really short to make him mad. And that's why that's all the pictures oh, show him so short. <laughs> it's just, just people were just bullying him to make him mad. It's and, amazing how petty And that's what survived history, it. but they're actually finding out that, yep, he was a totally normal guy. He was actually a little bit taller than average. I love how petty people were back then. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of founding fathers that, like, were written out of history books that I've recently found out about, just, like, from, like, YouTube, yeah. like, deep dives and stuff. Because, like, they like had like lead paint poisoning and were just actual <laughs> lunatics yeah. but like ended up like coming out with like actually like noteworthy parts of our constitution like just like weird things like that and then suddenly america makes a lot more sense yeah um so moving on to the uh third pick for their bull list i'm surprised to see that the uh the boomer interest in this gto actually dropped significantly because the they're all dead. well i know all right, next one. Oh, the snow um, scared me. So the next <laughs> one is actually a 1992 through 1995 Porsche 968. I cannot agree more about this. The Gustafsons just sold theirs this year, and it did oh. very well on yes. the trailer. Good it's them. a very good car. Like, I love these. They're really pretty. Isn't this the one that I found in Ruby Stone Red, like, a couple yes, years ago? probably. Okay. Yeah. You, you found one of these in Ruby Stone Red. You can get them in, like, the coolest colors. They have the Grand Sport, which is, or the Club Sport, which is the one you want. Because you get that's where they had the color match wheels, so you could theoretically custom order Ruby Stone Red Club Sport with pink well, wheels. Well, and like the fun, really, really fun thing about these Porsches is almost none of them are identical because everyone customized them to the fullest potential. Yep. So you can get custom seats, you can get custom. Yeah. They're very, very cool. 968s were so expensive when they were new. So yeah, yeah. if you bought one. You went oh, yeah. all out. The one, yeah. that, the Ruby Stone, the first Ruby Stone Red car, the Porsche that I ever saw, was Ruby Stone Red, and then it had plaid seats and matching magenta seat belts. Yeah, they, it was. Like, this is also one of the first cars where they offered custom seat belt colors. Like everything on it was a hundred percent customized, and it was like the coolest car I'd ever seen. It was, and um, it, they're all like that, or all very it was, similar to that. I think it was like it was like a red or a blue tartan interior, yeah. a ruby stone red with magenta seatbelts. It was like a it was purple, wild. like just like some dude like did this. Like the, the tartan was like on um, coke, like the last dude in the '90s doing <laughs> no, coke. No, no, LSD. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the dude is like coming out of a rave. And the he's tartan just, was like, like I ordered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. it, it looks like a, a, a sugar baby's car, but the the tartan was like on a nice green with like a. Uh, bluish gray and an indigo so the thing is it was so wild but they're like muted so you couldn't really like see the tartan unless you looked really it's on like the, the person that orders like a mint colored e39 528 sport it's like yeah your car is always going to be worth more than yeah. the regular one because of that but i don't like I the think, color being the main reason i think it's fascinating that the majority of people that are interested in these right now are boomers that is really yeah. followed by Gen Xers and the Millennials, and then like nobody Gen Z wants one of these, because um, like yeah, I don't blame them. Um, I don't want one. I I don't like Porsches like as a rule. Um, I don't like them because I don't like the connotations that come with Porsche ownership. I don't like Porsche owners. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that's things. I there's some that I we like. like you, well, Scott. Yeah. Like. He doesn't have one anymore. Yeah. Like Tom's great. Tom's great. Like but Brandon's yes. good. But like most of them are just insane. Most of them are most of them are Brandon Flashes. They're all oh, Brandon Flashes. And they're all they all have the coolest car in the world. 
Like I want Jeremy will... Clarkson's like Ned voice to describe that. Oh, this is a nine six four. Yeah. these two years has got this special engine. Like there, Porsche people are like masters of talking at you about why yeah. their automatic nine nine six four like Carrera four. Tiptronic. Yeah, Tiptronic Carrera four is better than any other vehicle in the world. Oh, like, regardless of what it is, like, it, it's better than a Countach, it's better than a McLaren, it's better Porsche than anything. Porsche owners buy the car for the brand, not because of the car. Yeah. But what I like about the 968 is the 968 is still has that connotation of being not quite a real Porsche. Um, <laughs> the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last one of still being kind of a Volkswagen. And that's my favorite part about it, is it's, I, I love cars that Porsche owners hate and are also very expensive. Like, that's my favorite. Like, peak Porsche, to me, is like a 924 Turbo. Like, just the worst possible of everything. I just but think their silhouettes also, are so like, cute. like, very cool. I still think the 928 is the worst Porsche ever. Oh, that one is. But also, that's another one that I love. I love the 928. Like, I really objectively... Re- like, Harold Chef, like, I think it was in his last round of Cars he owned before he died. He had a 1994 928S2. Wow. S- oh, S- S2 or GTS? 94 might be a GTS. Did it have a spoiler? Did not. All right, then be a S. Yeah. I think it was an S2, but it was a rear-wheel drive manual. It's like the later big engine. I'm like, this is a 928 I like. Yeah, no, 928s actually got cool. Like, um, the car was so nice. The, people shit on 928s all the time. Terrible for, cars. They, well, it's a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, all right. If I were to get, a, like, if I had, like, your money for me to have my taste in vehicles. Oh, that would be so tragic. It would be horrible. <laughs> um, but, no, I would totally have an early 928. Oh, I would Ryan, have no. the worst one. Oh, no. And the reason is. It would never move. Like, yeah, yes. Well, no, actually, well, I could afford to make it move. But um, the reason I would get that is so I could then Porsche owner other Porsche owners and talk at them how they talk <laughs> at me about their cars, and I could talk at them about my 928. You would go up to object- 996 turbo owners and oh, just lay oh, into my them? God. No, I would go to, like, 991 owners, like, oh. brand new, like... Well, 992s D- now, I think. Yeah, but. like, the DPK or whatever it is. PDK? PDK, yeah. I go, I, I go to, like, PDK owners with my 928 and talk at them at length and ruin car shows for them until they leave and go to every Porsche owner's event and do that for the whole damn show. If I it would just be the worst. If and I the car be brown with a tartan interior. They all are, yeah. so good. Yeah, with, like, phone dial wheels. Yeah. Yeah, three if speed I could automatic. own a Porsche yes. just to, like, piss off Porsche owners, it would definitely be an all-pink one. And then I'd pretend like I know nothing about the car. Not even ruby stone, but pink? Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. I would do like ruby stone red, but it's... No, you can't do that because everyone loves ruby no, stone. No, everybody loves... No, you'd want to get arena red, which is like ruby stone, oh. but it's just a, it's a shade off. And then what you could do is you could... When you go to car shows, you could just back into things. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then like, get I out. I just like pretend that I like... Oh, somebody just told me to bring my car here. And then like... If they I'm tried going to t- for coffee. I don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah, here. like, what? I was just I was in the neighborhood. Um, I, what? And then just make them really mad when they would, like, try to tell me about my car, and I'd be like, mm. Yeah, so the 968 <laughs> falls within this category. Like, this is the actually good version of cars in which you can talk at Porsche owner, owners about. So, yeah, this car totally deserves to be on this list. I love this. 
And I love that it's appreciating faster than 9-11s, which is my favorite part. Oh, my God. I would totally talk at 9-11 owners about that. But um, So moving down to other cars where people talk at you about them, uh, Land Rover Defenders. Um, I thought these were always just super duper expensive. Yeah, they are, and they're getting more. Ah, great. Didn't I know somebody who imported one of those recently? There was one on our peninsula in the 90s that was imported. And well, like, they had an NAS one. Did it have a roll cage on it? I don't know. It was fucking eight. Okay, because if they have a, if there's a exterior roll cage, it's an NAS. It's a North American spec. They, you could get them in America. Oh, maybe it was that then. Yeah. So you could get them in America. They're very difficult to find. They're super rarely imported. And they came with an exterior roll cage, which is like way cooler than the not hmm. American ones. No, um, this one is a truly imported one. I got... I little information about it being imported which was oh, excuse me. <laughs> so if you the one actually a really good buy with defenders is you get uh, the spanish made santanas because they're cheaper and better mm-hmm. what is a santana it's made by santana it's just spain, a defender made by in spain well, I under would, the, i would during, so much rather have one of those than a yeah, defender yeah so it says is it like a zamiad z24 kind of yeah well, it was made under is so in mm. spain during the franco dictatorship uh, it was, like, significantly cheaper to get cars made in Spain. Like, it was actually affordable to own a vehicle. Franco, but okay. So Franco was their uh, dictator that they had during the, the 20th century. And he, uh, and they, that's why, like, Seat and everything exists. Oh, nice. Because the, it was cheaper to get a car made in Spain than it was to import a car made from, like, Germany that's or France ridiculous. or something. ridiculous. Even, I mean, okay, and so but... they would, they'd make, like, the exact same car just in Spain, make a knockdown kit. So the Santana, they actually made a knockdown kit of it, but they, were, they instead of using like Lucas, Lucas Electronics, they had their own electronics that they used. Oh. Yeah, much better. Uh, they also did like just like little things to the engine to make it more reliable. Like They just like changed like the ignition tuning and stuff, different carburetors, different intakes. It was like it was really fascinating. Um, but then some of the later ones, you can get them in diesel. So you can get like a Defender 90 any way you want. So, yeah, this car deserves to be on here, and I'm okay with this being on the list because there's always going to be a variant that's cheap to get because mm-hmm. there's so many variants of the Defender. That <clears throat> Yeah, okay, that's fair. Because, like, the, this price here, Hagrid number 2 value, 61 to 77000 mm-hmm. that's for a British-made Defender 90. That does not include... Like, if you go on Branch or you just type in Santana, you'll find it much cheaper than that. Yeah, you can still see these, like, in the 30s regularly, and the condition that you want to own them in. But this is another one of those cars going down this list of what you said, where it's like driver's cars are more desirable than collector cars. Oh, yeah, because people want those to go off-roading. Oh, my God. First-gen Range Rovers are appreciating that much, too? Yeah. First-gen Range Rovers. I don't understand first-gens. I mean, they're aluminum, which is cool, but, like, they weren't that well-made, so they had tons of body issues, and the 3.5 and the 3.9 sucked. So the first-gen, the Santanas, are even more desirable. Because I think they had a completely different engine. Wait, the Santana did a Range Rover as well? Or, oh, no, sorry, not a Range Rover. Sorry, I was thinking for uh, Series 1. Land oh, Rover. I gotcha. No, uh, Range Rovers, are all, they've always been bad. Anytime a oh, Land no. Rover tries to be luxurious, they're always bad. I've got one waiting for me once when Ralph passes away eventually. I'm going to inherit one, which I'm not He's excited to inherit. Forever. I know, I want to live forever because I want to maintain <laughs> my Land Rover. <laughs> like, I love him. Also, I really don't want to maintain that Land Rover, and I refuse to sell either of his two cars because he has two very cool cars. Hari asked me because his sister was looking at trading in her CLA 250 for a 5-liter supercharged Range Rover Sport. I'm like, 
That's no. a, that is a run, do not walk away from vehicle. Don't do that. Do not do that. And he's like, why? I'm like, have I ever steered you wrong? And it comes to vehicles, like, fair point. I'm like, I have my reasons. Yeah, you do there, not. There's so many. You do it's not It's one of those one. vehicles where you it doesn't have, like, one catastrophic issue. It's got a series. Just, everything is made out of marshmallows. <laughs> everything just, just kind of breaks. It's like, oh, well, well can, I, can I bulletproof it? I'm like, no. Nope. Everything's like a two O TSI in that thing. It's like might be fine, very, or it could blow up tomorrow. It, it, it's it's a it's like a six cylinder Audi Q7. That's what it is. It's it, oh it, yeah. It's very similar to that. Where yeah. it's like <clears throat> I didn't know the five liter had timing chain issues until recently. No, I mean I, I've always told people to not buy one, but I didn't do any research See, until this, recently. All right, so this is my thing. I know that you <laughs> love timing chains because in theory they're better. In the nineties, they were. This is the thing. This is why I don't even I don't even fuck with timing chains. Nope, timing belts because nothing. We need to go back because yeah. oil, oil, yeah, oil change intervals and type of oil is not conducive to timing chains anymore. No, and I think that I, I will always say like I will always take a timing belt over a timing chain because for with few exceptions, there's never been a car where you just don't have to do a timing chain ever. Like small block Chevys are the only vehicles where you just don't have to do a timing chain. BMW M slash S engines, you never have to touch them. But that's the thing is, if it does happen for those, it's a catastrophic problem. It doesn't. Those but, chains, I don't understand it. But, like, I just don't have any faith in that. Because, like, even Mercedes, like, M117s, very reliable engine. But when that timing chain happens, it sucks. Only the 116s had timing chain issues. But I say, when? Because the thing is, those are cars that are known to be overly reliable, and people will push it. And it's possible to show up with the timing chain because somebody just, like, decided they didn't want to change your oil for 20 years. I'm, even then, <laughs> even then, I believe the engine will seize before there's a timing chain issue. But, anyway, I'm just saying, timing belt, I'd rather have something where it's a known serviceable item. Now I want every engine to have a timing belt. Yeah, because yeah. it's just, it's known to be serviceable. We talked about timing belt versus chain on, like, early carbotrash, probably motor call days. Yeah. And, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we had a whole argument about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and like, this is why I'm like... Timing chains were better for a while. And yeah. that's back when timing belts sucked. Like, the technology that went into belts back in the 70s and 80s was terrible. Oh, yeah, it was awful. No, like, but... modern Kevlar-reinforced belts, like, they last longer than timing chains. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, they're designed to be serviced. Yeah. So, like... Well, sometimes. E well, even if the belt is, like, problematic, like, the worst timing belt in the world is on a Mazda Protégé. Um... <laughs> I've never done one, so I don't. Know. You, have to, you have to disassemble <laughs> pretty much a whole engine to do it. You have to pull because the valve cover is part of the timing chain assembly. But to pull off the valve cover, you have to pull out the entire ignition system. But to pull out the entire ignition system, you have to pull out a portion of the fuel injection system. <laughs> they built the whole the whole damn car around the time belt. But like even that's like not that bad compared to your average timing chain. But anyway, moving on to something yes. that doesn't have either okay. is actually. I guess technically bevel driven. Mm. Uh, the 79 through 85 RX-7. But that's been on the up and up. This is the first year it's on the bull market list, though, because this is the very affordable. Like, this car is criminally cheap for what it is. Because, all right, so a good 280Z. 280ZX. We're going to go with the worst possible Datsun. A good 280ZX <laughs> is like a fifteen dollars to $20,000 car for, like a, for a good one. Like, not for like one that exists. But for one that you can actually take to a car show and like one in like your Ferrari's condition, 
Okay. Where it's like you're proud to drive it sure. and you don't have to like hide it like in spectator parking. Sure. Like you can actually take it to a show and enjoy it, but it's not quite, you know, number two, number three value. Yeah. Somewhere around there. That's where I um, like it. Yeah. So whereas like for RX-7, for Those him. Those are a service away from it. <laughs> you, you could literally get a number one uh, first gen RX-7 and for the price of a reasonable 280ZX. Jeez. Yeah. These cars are so like. Number two value for and so for this twenty seven thousand dollar option, I have to believe that's a GSL SE, which is a fuel injected to five letter. Weren't GSLs all automatics? No, good. They actually, I don't think they. I've never seen an automatic on these. I don't think they came with an automatic transmission. I think they were manual only for this. Really? Yeah, these are actually very cool. I really thought they sold. The weird out. problems with these. They've, Horrible suspension geometry. <laughs> like, really, 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 really catastrophically we'll, bad. We'll call it diabolical. And reciprocating ball st- uh, power steering uh, systems. Recirculating ball sucks. Yeah, but, I mean, most Mazdas in this era were. So, they were able to make it work. It's about as good as you can get with reciprocating ball. I will say, like, the M5 has that, and, like, I cannot believe that that is a ball box. Yeah, and so it's, if an M5 can have it, then this can. Yeah. Um, but it, they're so cheap. So, like, $27,000 for the best one in the world... I would personally say get an earlier one because none of them are reliable. You're fooling yourself if you're thinking <laughs> that they're reliable. So, and you're not getting a ton of power. Well, I mean, you're still you're getting like a substantial amount of power with a GSL SE with five letter. But like, you're still gonna be balls slow. So just enjoy yourself with a carbureted one. Save yourself a ton of money. And if you get one of the early ones, like Richard has. They have a way cooler rear end. So if you if you just like really quick, just Google like 1979 RX7, you'll see the rear end. And so you can see that the 80s ones have that weird heck blender thing. Mm-hmm. The 70s ones had this like homely um, like license plate like placement right there. Perfect. This weird license plate placement. But I think that actually works better on the car because it's just like the car is kind of a homely 70s car. Honestly, that looks newer than the yeah. the heck blender. Like, yeah, the first time I saw one of these, like I saw an FB, I don't know, probably in the late nineties. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, they look bad. bad. Yeah, like, but if you see, fine and all I that, actually but... like the seventies rear end. It's, it's such a seventies car. This is, so this is like when you say that you like the five twelve TR Testarossa oh, more yeah. than the actual Testarossa. Oh, so much better. So to me, in my mind, that's like the difference between. The heck, Blinda RX7, like FB well, versus the Kuki versus Zenki 300ZZ31, or it's uh, yeah, like, I'll the take... Arrow versus yeah. Seal Beam uh, Fox Body. Exactly. Like I like the original design because the whole it flows better with the whole car. Yes, objectively, the 512TR is probably better. Objectively, the Arrow front end is better. I just think that when I look at the car as a whole, I, I look at like the design of the rear end. And I look at the design of the front end and, like, how the pillars are designed. And I'm like, this seems weird and tacked on. So just get the older version. I think the original rear end on this looked way better. If old versions are in, like, their best domestic spec, sometimes there's something to be said for that. Like, E30s. Like, early E30s of the Euro bumpers look awesome. Yeah. Like, just as good as the plastic bumper cars. But, like, it's not better than the plastic bumper car. I think, and and this is the thing. So with the RX-7... The other problem is none of them are ever going to be reliable ever because mm-hmm. it's an early rotary. You're just, or it's just a rotary period. You're done with the carbureted one. These actually wake up a lot Ooh. with small Holly carburetors, like four barrels, hmm. like downdrafts. Weird. 
yeah, really weird, but like you just put a muscle car carburetor on it, it saves you a ton of money, it wakes the engine up, you make about as much power as you would with fuel injection. And I mean, this is your engine donor for the Mondial, so. Exactly. This is why I love this engine so much. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, you, you, put a, like, you put like a Holley 650 on it, and it wakes it up a ton, and then if it breaks down, which it will in the middle of like Wisconsin Dells, you can just find another carburetor. You're yeah, but fine. It's not going to be the carb that breaks. Ah, aha. <laughs> As long as you keep oil in it, because you have to mix oil and right. gas in this, yeah. and they did not make it easy on these. Um, <laughs> as long as you keep the oil mixed with your gas, you should be fine. It's usually the fuel injection issues that you run into. So I would say get an earlier carbureted one instead of getting the fuel injection. Because you don't want to look for a wiring harness for one of these in the middle of Montana. I'm going to say don't buy one of these, buy a repo. Yeah, that's actually yeah. the correct answer is a repo. Yeah, a pickup is oh, just hey, better. I'm psychic. So, moving on to another Jana car, uh, is the 63-67 230SL Pagoda. I didn't think that these had more to go for. Well, 230. Most of these, the ones that ran were 280s. Okay, so the, the cheap ones. This yeah, you're right, yeah. One. The four-cylinder ones are a lot cheaper, so yeah. And look at that. Yeah, boomers are falling off of a cliff. Negative 20% interest in boomers okay. and, bo- and millennials want them now. I love that they call Gen Z post millennial, um, but they—I don't think they interviewed any oh. any Gen Z. Well, it, they don't interview. This is from quotes wow, for insurance. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, they're not driving. Pagodas are so nice. There's a guy in the other end of this building that has just a super nice white pagoda, two eighty. So, yeah, I was. Um, I, I did a video for um, Muhammad Al Badi. Uh, at car at uh, the Medina Cars and Coffee Gross. for their Oktoberfest thing. That's too bad. Um, yeah, but I I got paid to do the video. And I was talking about the two thirty, and it's like I just mentioned how like you had the gall wing that like really set up the car, but the two thirty like it made the car attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kept the car like the car was just a classy car. Everything flowed together. Every little detail was an actual detail. Like this car up. Uh, Pagoda is like just as detailed as, say, like a Ferrari two fifty is, but like you can afford it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this deserves to be on here. I'm just yeah. and they're reliable because Mercedes. And then yeah, the Volvo two forty five. I'm I'm upset that that's on there. Um, I'm surprised to see that the uh, first gen one ninety SL the convertible really tanked in the last. Yeah, no, right. So a car that's on this list that's like. Mind blowing. The sixty-five through seventy uh, Cadillac Deville. Yeah, go past the two forty. We already talked about that. Oh, I just don't want to deal with that. This, this list is getting long. Oh God. <clears throat> I'm just like I'm a blast these last few because the the very last one's the weird one. That, but is, yeah, that is an acre of vehicle. It is weird. Every oh, why Gen X loves these. <sighs> All right, this is the first time we're going to say identify as a millennial. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Gen X, like, Why? they love these. Why? No idea. Not a clue. All right, we'll skip past that. That thing's bullshit. The Samurai. Oh, yeah. Hey, what now was we're I just talking, talking about? Yep. These things Small. are made out of mashed potatoes, but boy. Yeah, I think they said in this one, if you just it, don't, don't crash it, you'll die. Oh, yeah, this is a, it's only fast if driven over a cliff. <laughs> 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 this is true. But um, I love that it came with trailer wheels. It's like 
it's just yeah, the they're best. great, and they've like gone through the roof lately in value, um, and that's to be expected. So get yourself a Daihatsu Rocky. They're impossible to find in reasonable condition because every single one they was... were not well made and they rust really bad. And then they were not owned by responsible people. Correct. Every single person that owned one was a complete dickhead. Oh yeah, talking and, about like um... your whole your whole thing with like responsible known ownership and unmodified yeah this oh yeah because like straight up in high school one of my friends had these and he literally painted it with a broom to make it look like a tonka truck well i think they did more than no, paint had, it with he, the he broom had a, he had a sidekick sidekick whatever same thing you know though, yeah a small very similar small suzuki. yeah that he painted like a tonka truck and i wonder how suzuki x90 values are doing right now going up annoyingly Oh my god, look at the, oh, the chimney. <laughs> yeah. So they're... Um... <clears throat> oh, interesting. I have seen this, actually. Yes. And then the last one on their list was a Tesla Roadster Sport, which is... Because uh, one of them got sent to the moon, or the sun. These were worth Orbit. very not much for quite a while. I know. And then the last couple years, they've just exploded. Because but when the new space. Tesla Roadster comes out, these have to drop off. No, they won't. Your whole pioneering... I mean, EV thing the that you were talking about? Like, this is your pioneering EV. Like, the first cool EV. It this. was, yeah. I mean, the first the, one that got is... delivered in a from here to Chicago, the entire Midwest, the first one that got delivered was on my street. I remember it was green. I ro- yeah. No, it was, no, it was it yellow. It was yellow. Yes, it was yellow. Never mind. Um, I'm sorry. But, like, I rode in it in 2008. And I know. I, I remember like, you told me. Whoa. Yeah. That was kind of a my job. So, I mean, it is an interesting vehicle, but it wasn't good. This, it was the first good EV, though. Like, when you compare this to Imayev. And this was, yeah, this was many years earlier. This is when, no, the Imayev was. Oh, good point. This, this was and the, the only Imayev convertible. were made in the same year. Oh, wait? Yeah. Hmm. Actually, the Imayev was in Gran Turismo 4. Oh, I forgot. The Imayev was. Yeah, it was, was so slow. That, that is, yeah, it's still, <laughs> it, somehow it's still I want in production. I'm going to that. Um, but yeah, this is um, the first cool. EV, so yeah, I, this is a totally forever be an expensive car. This EV1, is... yeah, and the early Rav4 EV. I mean, there were there were some good EVs before, but no, but this is the one that. It, well, it's like saying like, what was the first supercar? Everybody says Miro, but you can you can make arguments for other cars, but like everybody says the Miro is the first supercar. Yeah, because it's a form factor more than like a performance. Yeah, thing. you could say like a Type 35. It's a exactly. Supercar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> electric cars in the, the I don't know the beginning. Tesla Roadster is interesting I this but. is I think that this is a car that will be a six figure that has no business not being a six figure car for the rest of eternity like, this should totally Fine. be fine yeah it should be a six figure car like it just is so yeah Tesla Roadster is the last car on that list it was just so wild to me that like it, and the thing is they're all cars that you want to drive because like nobody is going to maintain a, a 45 foot long Cadillac. Nobody's gonna, gonna make it perfect. Nobody's I, gonna make any of these cars perfect. You can't service these and they're not reliable. All of these cars are designed to be enjoyed. And you just, that, that's what they're for. It's for just your enjoyment. And yeah. And I think the Tesla Roadster, that's a car that will, like, for now, I think is unserviceable and unreliable. I think that there will be a market that comes around these cars. Probably. I, we need to get a lot more tech-savvy car modding people before yes. these are going to be a wise pickup secondhand because they are, like I said, they're not reliable. Well, the thing is, is, like, right now you can't, you know, 
it, it doesn't make sense to maintain a car that costs fifty thousand dollars and is what it is. But if these when these cars hit six figures, then suddenly yes, these are now cars that are worth maintaining. But I mean, everything is not worth maintaining for a long time. I'm, a lot of DSs were never maintained because they were fuel injected. No, we wanted to deal with fuel injection in the sure. 1970s and the 1980s. Same thing with like X19s and all that crap. Exactly. All that crap like just like fell by the wayside for a long time. And that, that, that's the same thing is going to happen with these uh, Tesla Roadsters. So, yeah. A lot of weird things on the on the bull market list this year, and it's all Jana picks. And so, yeah. I think the list... X90, we'll have to add that too. Yeah, I think the X90 will be a 2023 car. I, I think the Echo will be on there eventually. As long as it doesn't pick up my Via Cross yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All uh, right. blast through a couple more. That one took a long time. I'm sorry. So the Fiat 500 got kind of rebirthed into a second new generation. I don't even know how you describe that. I guess third generation Fiat 500 got uh, brought to the market last year, yes. but it was not for the U.S. soil. So I know, I'm upset. Really, really great car, a nice big battery, finally a usable range. They default to the C configuration, which is awesome. Just a great little open-air car. Uh, FCA Stellantis Group brought one to CES in Las Vegas. Can they bring that? I want that. I mean, there was one on American soil, so, like, actually, multiple. Why, if, I mean, if that's... Why would the, you bring it to CES there's without... N- I don't know. There isn't that much, like, new technology in it, so maybe they're... Bring it here. Bring yes. it here. I mean, I would like that a lot. I remember when Scott was buying the ID4, even the Nero. He's like, I would, I would buy that if they brought it here. I'm like, well, good. Yes. I mean, this I, one's got. I the... want a, I want a 500e. I want a Honda Urban e. Like, well, Honda says Americans aren't interested in electric vehicles. Honda's also wrong. So we're yeah, gonna get the Urban e. And, correct. Like I said, we're gonna get the Urban e in 20 years when it's the size <laughs> of the 1975 Cadillac. Like. It's, that's what they're going to give us. When uh, urban vehicle usage is outlawed, then we'll finally get it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, this is the other thing. It's like whenever Honda says something, do the opposite. Because Honda and Mitsubishi are like tied at the hip for like bad decision making like forever. You hear that, Stellantis? Do the opposite of Honda. Honda says we don't want EVs. Yeah, and we clearly do. Bring us the 500E. Well, I mean, what is this like? Well, the thing is so with like... If you ask any, like, look at, like, TikTok stars, like, no. viral TikTokers, what do they all drive? They all drive a Tesla. They all drive an EV. Not a single person who got, like, money from, like, being, like, internet famous owns a Ferrari. They all own Teslas. They all own cool EVs. So the cool thing to do is to have an EV. We want EVs. Bring it here. I love my five. The old 500E was awesome. It's so like what the, they actually like designed the car to be an electric yeah. only. Yeah. And like, it has to be so much better. Yeah. It, it has to be. It, it's, <sighs> it sounds great. It and looks I'm not going to get an Aura cat. So yeah, I'm just, I'm frustrated. <sighs> oh, oh well, I, I hope that I, I hope the CES appearance of this car means that they're actually going to bring it to us. Well, speaking of, um, Gen Zers who are looking for jobs. Um, <laughs> so we all know the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. We do. Well, did you know what Plantris has a version? I That's not. the peanut mobile. <laughs> um, nut. They're looking for nutty drivers to drive their oh. giant nut mobile. Uh, <laughs> this thing is. It's called the Plantris Nut Mobile. And it's very veiny looking. It looks like a giant peanut, honey. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I'm. Anyway, aware. they're hiring people to drive these around. Um, you have to have a great personality. You have to be a college graduate. Um, and yeah, you could drive it around for a year. 
I and they'll be making media appearances on radio, television, digital publications. Great and... drag coefficient. Yeah, probably the none. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this would be kind of fun to drive. It's, the it's... nutmobile. The nutmobile. That's I mean that's Corey's car. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh God! Scroll down. Look at its face. I know it's bad. <sighs> well, it's they... got like uh, Tahoe headlights on it. Well, it, to be fair, I mean, the wiener mobile isn't exactly endearing. You can drive a giant nut or you can drive a giant wiener. So, this is wow. a bunch. America is full of phallic marketing vehicles. What's next? <laughs> well, the, the Oscar Mayer wiener mobile. Well, this would be the Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> oh, no. Bro. The flower power the mobile. Flower power, the Georgia O'Keefe flower mobile. <laughs> Thousands dead crashing off the road as the uh, Georgia O'Keefe mobile. <laughs> Overtook them. Oh shoot! There, there could be notes. like the American Milk cor- cor- like Corporation's like anus mobile, or just I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh. polyp awareness mobile. Polyp awareness mobile. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's a sphincter. <laughs> it's a giant sphincter just driving down the road. Yeah, so, we're, we're gonna have every weird body part. Then the next one's gonna be like the weenus. It's gonna be the, your elbow. Oh. <laughs> oh, just, Flapping in the wind as it goes down the highway. Uh, I am excited to tell you that yes. the Cybertruck has been completely scrubbed of any 22 plans. <laughs> and I hope that that means it just gets killed off. I don't want it to get killed off. I love the way it looks. And I, I, I think that trucks are dumb. So Trucks are dumb. Yeah, I think that the Cybertruck is a perfect dumb truck. The Cybertruck will never exist as this it cannot because of the dot it is too wide it is too large to be registered as a pickup truck so Hmm. either they have to completely scale the whole thing down a bit which would be hilarious (laughs) which probably what's going to happen or they have to completely redesign it i I don't like it i I don't like i don't yeah trucks are all dumb so mine's all just make them all to ryan's point i like the fact that they're memeing truckists yeah Yeah. That's that's what this is giant meme like Everybody hates Elon Musk. I hate Elon Musk, but like I will give him credit for him being just a big fucking meme. Like that's all he is. The, and, the whole company, let's be honest, is a meme. Yeah, yeah this is a, the dumbest truck. The fact that he's, oh, yeah, I'm not. I, don't, I have nothing good to say about it. I guess, but I. Ryan hates that roofline. I I do hate that roofline because I do like a, a nice, strong, flat roofline. You are correct. The thing is yes. designed with nothing but a ruler. You should love it. I, I do, but I also my. My love of straight lines is over, like, riven, like over-encompassed by my love of horizontal lines. I think that these should be flat. Like, I love a good, strong roof line. Like, if you can't commit to a strong roof line, you can't commit to designing a car. I hate to tell you, like, almost every roof on every house is triangular. And okay. That is, that, is a, that is a house right That's, there. Which is not a car. Because they aren't committing to a flat roof line mm. for a house. Because they, mm. they can't commit because it has to stay up. You have to commit oh, to something that's worse. I see. Yes. So, we will look at... It'll come out as a <laughs> Volvo 240. Perfect. Yeah. Then I'll like it. But... I Actually, I think that's probably what's going to happen. I, I think you mean a Polestar 245. I, I think they should do a flat top like, that, uh, like the Buick Riviera. They should do high corners and then have it come down to the center so it pools everything in the middle yeah. yes they should and make it steel <laughs> not stainless just steel. <laughs> so it rots through yes 
That's a meme. That's a Tesla. <laughs> it's all stainless steel except for no, the, the part whole, where No, the whole everything... car is aluminum except for the roof, which is bonded directly to the aluminum. And it is concave in the center. With, with, it's surrounded by sunroofs. It's just completely surrounded by independent sunroofs that open outward. <laughs> so when you're driving with your sunroof that open, the you have front all ones these like catch the wind. Yeah, the front ones and the side ones like hit bicyclists. It'd be perfect. <laughs> That's a Tesla meme mobile. That'd be so perfect. And they'd eat them up because it's a, it's a, it's a Tesla. It'd just Elon Musk nuts and will buy literally anything. So, yeah. Speaking but, of nuts, okay. Well. All right. Well, I have good news. <laughs> okay. Let's watch my good news. All right. Oh, there was a race between Alada Neva, a... A Neva legend. Yes, Alada Neva legend, uh, a Dacia Duster, and a, and a gym- Jimny all-grip uh, all off-road drag race. Now, that's a race. Who, who wins? I don't know. Does the Neva win? I, I literally discovered this right beforehand. We're not going to watch a video on a Carwell. podcast. It has some good content, but it is, it's a minute and a half of plugging their damn channel, and then it's 30 seconds of content. Yeah, that's kind of how they operate. Uh, I'm hoping that I can just, like, blast through this and just, like, go to the end. I just want to know who wins. Yeah, I, I, I hope. I don't know. I, I'm rooting for everyone. I'm, you didn't pre-watch this? No, I, honey, it's 21 minutes long. I'm not going to pre-watch it. Anyway, it says right here. One second. Um <laughs> Oh, God, no, he's got this guy talking. But um, not the Dacia. It's going to be a toss-up between the Lotta. Do they even still make the Panda? It was the Lotta that won. That's not surprising. Yes, the Lotta won. Where's the Brumach Taros? Um, it, it is currently behind an iron curtain, oh. dependent entirely upon if Vladimir Putin wants to invade Ukraine. And I really really want him to not care about Ukraine because I care more about the Bremont Teos than he cares about Ukraine. <laughs> and he cares more about Ukraine than the United States cares more about Ukraine. But at the end of the day, I really, really care about the Bremont Teos. And I'm totally okay with America going to war so I can get this damn truck. <laughs> I want that truck. <laughs> well, if that falls through, at least you can get the Corolla GR. Yeah. Or they do sell the Neva in Canada. Which means that I can get a 25-year-old Neva. And then I don't have to give anybody in Russia my money directly. I can just go to some guy <laughs> in Canada like 20 bucks for his used lotto. So that's, that's the power play. There cannot be many Nevas in Canada. No, they actually sell them. Like they, well, I know, but like they, they, well, they can't have been a high take rate. Well, they're mostly sold in like the Arctic Circle part of Canada. So there's not a lot of Road people. trip. But like statistically... I imagine that's probably a fairly sizable number of people that are getting Nevas and that live in like Nunavut. You could probably order one through a dealership in Cuba. I probably could. All Russia, all the time. Oh, speaking of things in Canada, did you know that, you know how, uh, in like GM, they have that like the one speedometer oh, where you switch the, the range? <laughs> yeah. There's a button on the steering column or whatever yeah, to switch it. It the switches it from miles per hour to kilometers. kilometers. So. In America, mm-hmm. like it, it's sensible because like, you go from miles per hour to kilometers, and suddenly you have yeah, you cross yeah. over the border in your rental uh, Chevy Express van. You hit a button, and you're yeah, and, and you're 120 mile an hour mile per hour speedometer is now 120 kilometer per hour speedometer, Correct. and it just like pegs the speedometer. Yep. So in Canada, they use kilometers per hour primarily, and then miles per hour 
secondarily. And it's still a digital switch. Yes. Oh. So when you get a Camaro, <laughs> which has a normally 200 mile an hour speedometer, <laughs> now has a 330 mile per hour speedometer when you switch from kilometers to, to miles. That's going to take some doing to get a Camaro to do 300 miles It an hour. is. However, fun fact, the Canadian Camaro is mechanically identical to the uh, United States. Are you sure it's not a substantially similar vehicle? It is. Actually, they have the same federal regulation sticker for the United States and Canada. I, cause we just, I just wrote one that was a 2019 Camaro 2SS 1LE, which is like the track package. Yeah. And all of the stickers that were there said this it says also complies in America. And they just got DOT EPA like the HS7 and the uh, 3520-1 and just sent it over with no problem to America. So, fun fact, you can have a 330-mile-per-hour speedometer in your in Camaro. In, like, a V6 Camaro, probably, too. You can get in a four-cylinder, even. Oh, well, um, is that like the Mustang, where the four-cylinder was an option above the V6? Mm, or is no, it? No, the okay. four-cylinder is the actual base. But okay. you can get a four-cylinder <clears throat> one LE. So, you can get a track package on a four-cylinder Camaro. Perfect. That's the one you want. Yeah. Yeah, the Camaro with the track package. So you get, you get the four-cylinder Camaro with a limited slip differential and magnetic suspension. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't Actually know much cool. about their two-liter turbo engine if yeah, it's any it, good. But it, probably not. But it's easier to replace. Very small. This is very small. You could probably use, like, one hand. So here's your top tip. If you want a 330-mile-per-hour uh, speedometer, buy a Canadian Camaro. Yeah, don't buy an F40, you imbecile. Yeah. Buy a, a Camaro. Buy a four-cylinder Camaro and bring it to America. <laughs> In fact, even those don't have that. Nah, there you go. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>